0: guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your monday night raw post show for january 10th 2022 i am your host jd from new york and this is the ots venue thank you guys for joining me on your monday nights wherever you may be you know, man, if, if Vince McMahon was a character in Mortal Kombat, man, his fatality would be triple Z. I'm sure there'd be sheep involved and counting sheep as you lay your head down on the comfy pillow and you're counting sheep and... You just drift off into dreamland. Vince McMahon's Mortal Kombat fatality would be to put somebody to sleep. It'll be the most devastating move in all of the game. I don't know how you could roll into Philadelphia, man, and put this entire crowd for three hours into a fucking coma. Philadelphia was in in a legit coma tonight. Nothing popped them. Nothing was exciting. Nothing really felt important on this show. But when does it ever? When does anything feel important on Monday Night Raw? Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar felt important. I enjoyed that segment immensely. But after the first 15 minutes, the show goes, Woo! Right off a fucking cliff. Seems like it's a common theme every single week. I don't even know, man. I don't even know what to complain about. I really, I like. What do I complain about? Like, what else is there to complain about? I, clearly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip apart the creative. I'm very good at doing that. But legitimately, what is there to be upset about tonight? Just another ho-hum edition of Monday Night Boredom. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley officially kicked off their feud tonight. I thought it was a great segment. I thought Brock Lesnar absolutely demolished Bobby Lashley on the microphone in that promo segment. But we got, uh, we got a couple of weeks for Bobby Lashley to get back on the scoreboard here. That was really entertaining. Brock seems to be having a great time during this run. I like that he is now given a little bit more freedom to speak on the microphone on his own behalf instead of, uh, instead of Paul Heyman doing all of it, which is great. I enjoyed that opening segment. Don't know where they go with the uh, outcome of that feud, but uh, we have some time to figure that out. Seth Rollins officially challenges Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. There are geeks online that are advocating for Seth Rollins to take the championship. These people should be put in a mental asylum, never to speak the words professional wrestling ever again. Nobody should be beating Roman Reigns, especially if it's somebody the likes of Seth Rollins. I am not undoing two years of my time for fucking Seth Rollins. Give me a break. That may be one of the worst creative decisions you could possibly come up with. Big E continues to be a loser. WWE continues to show you what they think of Big E Langston on Monday Night Raw. Becky Lynch has her opponent all lined up for the Royal Rumble. Is it Bianca Belair? No. Why would it be? That's your WrestleMania match more than likely. Was it Liv Morgan again for a third time? Will Liv be a three-time loser on Monday night as she challenges Becky Lynch once again for the Raw Women's Championship at the Royal Rumble? No. No, she will not be a three-time loser. And no, geeks, Liv Morgan is not winning the Royal Rumble. Ha 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 Oh, man, you people, man, you're fucking comedians, man. I live Morgan winning the royal run. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Give me a break. Give me a break. Come on now. Are you people really that ignorant? Are you serious? Oh, I didn't think people were that stupid. Liv Morgan's not winning the Royal Rumble. So who is Becky Lynch's opponent at the Royal Rumble? If you guessed do drop, ding, 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 you have won boredom. Get your pillow ready, folks. Get your pillow. Make sure your pillow is nice and fluffed. Grab your favorite blanket. I'll steam you some milk. I got the espresso machine downstairs, man. I'll steam you some milk. You want some hot chocolate? I could do that too. Really? I'll even give you a fucking foot massage. You'll be out cold. Like a light. Dough drop versus Becky Lynch. This is what we have reduced the Royal Rumble and the Raw Women's Championship to and the Raw Women's Division to. Dough drop. First Becky Lynch, man. Oh my goodness, man. Holy shit! I can't wait. I'm so excited. I can't wait for Do Drop. What else happened on the show? Yeah, we got new Raw Tag Team Champions. We got new Raw Tag Team Champions tonight, folks. Otis, who, by the way, not sure if you guys are aware, he's now a tree trunk. Because that's what Vince McMahon does. They feed you these buzzwords. And then the commentators make it sound completely unnatural and uncool. And it makes Otis look like a blithering idiot. Yes, Otis is a tree trunk. Who, who gave him that nickname? I'm sure that <laughs> you... know what would be great, Vince? Vince. You know, uh, I haven't had some good wood this year. Maybe we should name Otis uh, the Tree Trunk. Seems like Kevin Dunn gave him a new nickname. The fucking Tree Trunk, Otis. Alpha Academy are your new Raw Tag Team Champion. That's, That's amazing, man. That's amazing. How many times have they lost in the last two months? And they lose both individually to both Matt Riddle and Randy Orton? Now they're the Raw Tag Team Champions. I don't know. I don't know. I guess losers really do benefit in WWE. We are all losers for watching this shit every week for three hours. I have to, unfortunately. You guys don't. You can just fucking come here, man. I got you all covered. I'll fill you in. I'll fill you in. And I won't put you to sleep like these other geeks who are live right now in the community. We're just going to dance around and fucking spread sugar all over the fucking topics and, you know, pretend it's all fucking sweet and nice. And there's a chance that this could happen and we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Give me a break. It's fucking WWE we were talking about, man. They don't deserve my benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go over this show also. I got a uh, news report that we talked about earlier today in regards to the major championships in WWE. That is the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship. There is a potential situation happening here where the titles will be switched. So that means the Universal Championship may end up on Monday Night Raw. And the WWE Championship may end up on SmackDown. I don't know how we go about that, but I don't like it. I don't like that idea at all. I think it should stay right where it is. You know what I would like? Ending the brand split. There needs to be no ideas or potential ideas of switching titles or putting this guy over on this brand and that guy over on that brand. No. Just end the brand split. That's all you got to do. I love if WWE absolutely went in a different direction and shed their boring skin. They absolutely went in another direction and got comfortable outside their own bubble. So we'll talk about that as well today on Off The Script. Thank you guys very much for joining me right here on the podcast on your Monday nights. I appreciate you, man. There was an Off The Script extra that I uploaded today. Big time rant. Kind of burying the community once again for your fake excitement and your hypocritical ways about the uh, non-partnership that is Impact Wrestling and WWE. Uh, I didn't hear any uh, any Impact mention on Monday Night Raw tonight like I did SmackDown. Why is that? Oh, is there a partnership? No. No, nah, there was never a partnership. It was all fabricated and it's a complete waste of time. So if you guys want to hear my rant on that, it is live on the homepage right now. Go and check that out. On top of everything else that I did last week, I am on fire, man. Mr. Consistency is what I am. There will be no NXT review tomorrow night. I am taking the night off. I will be uh, doing regular life things like drinking alcohol and hanging out with a good friend. So... Make sure you guys tune in back on Wednesday. I'll be live on Wednesday with Jesse Dynamite. That's when our real wrestling week begins on Wednesday. So keep an eye and an ear out for that. Also, hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I see 1,900 people in the venue with people still filtering in, and I only see 481 likes, man. I need at least a minimum of a thousand a minimum of a thousand and I'll give you guys happy hour for one hour happy hour for one hour at the bar so make sure you guys hit that thumbs up and let's try for a thousand likes on today's Monday Night Raw Post Show on Off The Script super chats are open man Jesse's man in the bar apparently he's got me some limited edition crown royale Texas mesquite Uh, yo Jesse I'll take the triple please because I'll be here for at least two hours. What do you mean you don't have it? What the fuck did you show me uh, the other night on the, on the live stream? You don't have it. What, would you drink it all? Yeah, you drank it all because you're calming your nerves because Thunder Rose is about to fucking kick your ass. I, I know. I know. It's fucking alcoholic, man. People say I drink a lot. This fucking guy. Anyway, go get your Super chats in, man. The bar is rocking and rolling. We'll go over the Super Chats in their entirety at the end of the show. Tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You guys are going to use code SCRIPT20 for 20% off and free shipping. It's a new year, guys. Don't go into the new year without Manscaped. I'm telling you right now, it's a grave mistake. Manscaped.com. 20% off. Free shipping. Free shipping. Code script 20. We'll hang out with my friends over at Manscaped a little bit later on in the show. And make sure you guys go get your t shirts, man. Bonfire.com. Tonight, I will be turning on the discount code. You guys will save 20% off all merchandise on Bonfire.com as soon as the live stream is over. Make sure you guys go over there. There's a ton of designs, including these two beauties the throwback designs, the white and black. OTS, NWO-inspired design, and the Wolfpack LTB design. Long-term booking. Something WWE does not know anything about. But make sure you guys hit up Bonfire. bonfire Bonfire.com, the exclusive home of Off The Script. Thank you guys very much for all your support there. Also, I cannot forget, become a member. Make sure you guys become VIPs here in the venue. You guys sit right back there, VIP section with me. And first round's on me. So make sure you guys go and hit that join button and become channel members right here on Off the Script. You guys get those emotes. It's a beautiful thing. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Let's start at the top. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. I love this. I thought this was awesome. I don't know where they go. As far as the world championship is concerned. But I would not take the title off of Brock Lesnar at all. I'm not taking the title off of Brock Lesnar at all. So, Lesnar's in the ring. And before we get to Lesnar, WWE did this thing backstage with Cedric Alexander, Bobby Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin. I didn't like this at all, man. This felt very weird to me. In walked Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. They were cheering Bobby Lashley on. Cedric said, since they're back together at the Hurt Business, they're glad he's finally getting his match against Lesnar. Lashley asked, what are you talking about? He asked Cedric Alexander, what is he talking about? He said, there is no more Hurt Business because he works alone, so get the hell out of here. Shelton and Cedric looked very disappointed and then just walked away and left. Now, this was not the last we've seen of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. They actually came out in the opening segment, but I, I didn't like the vibe of that entire back and forth there with Bobby Lashley, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. It almost it almost feels and I don't want to throw anything out there, but I was 100 percent on the money with Samoa Joe. I was 100 percent on the money with Tony Storm. It honestly feels like it is the end of days, no pun intended. I feel like it's the end of days for Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin in the WWE. If there is another round of releases, I am not going to be shocked when those two names are on the list. WWE has broken up the Hurt Business, gotten the Hurt Business back together, broken up the Hurt Business, gotten the Hurt Business back together. For what? For what? The last time WWE teased them getting back together, it was all done in a way where WWE knew they fucked up because they never should have been broken up in the first place. And now all WWE does, every time we see a situation like this, it is nothing more than embarrassment for both Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin because not only are they not featured on Monday Night Raw in any way, shape, or form, and WWE could absolutely use tag teams... They were never back together to begin with. They were never a thing. The first time that they broke up, that was it. It was over. So this really didn't sit well with me as far as a vibe with both Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. So they go back into the ring. Lesnar's in the ring. He's pacing around. He's smiling. He said he's excited to be back in Philadelphia. Lashley comes right out there. He's been waiting for this moment for years, to stand face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. Lashley and MVP walked to the ring. MVP introduced Bobby Lashley. He got booed in front of the audience, so Lashley obviously is playing the heel, and Brock Lesnar's playing the babyface in this Royal Rumble WWE Championship match. So Lashley on the microphone, MVP didn't say anything besides the opening. Lashley's on the microphone, he said, From one super athlete to another, it's an honor to look you in the eye and tell you that for 20 years, you have been ducking and running from me, he says to Lesnar. Lesnar laughed, of course he would. And Lesnar then says this, with all due respect, it's an honor for me to be in the ring with me, with himself, Brock Lesnar. Lesnar said this in a very mocking tone. And I must apologize, Bobby, for the last 20 years I've been winning championships in this ring and in other rings, he says. So that doesn't fall on me, that falls on you. He said he didn't have a clue who he was until he met him at day one. He said it's his fault he didn't climb the ladder of success and enter the same arenas as he did. He said if they had met, He'd have already beaten him, and they wouldn't be in the ring again tonight. Lesnar then looked over at MVP and said, wow, you guys dressed very fancy tonight. He then asked MVP what the thread count was on his suit. LOL. Says he looks like a fucking bedsheet. Lashley said, well, this this guy's a comedian now. Brock Lesnar is a comedian now. He said they'll sit front row watching him do stand-up as the former WWE champion. Lesnar told Heyman, listen, Paulie, come here. I got a joke. Knock, knock. Brock Lesnar now doing knock-knock jokes on WWE TV, man. I think I've seen it all. So... Even Heyman said, we're in Philadelphia and, you know, nobody, nobody ever thought we'd see Brock Lesnar doing a fucking knock-knock joke in Philadelphia, but here we are. Knock-knock! Paul Heyman says, who? Who's there? Lesnar says, Bobby. Heyman says, Bobby who? Lesnar said, exactly. It's so fucking stupid, man. It's so fucking stupid, it's funny. I laughed my ass off at this, man. Lesnar's great. Lesnar's great. This Lesnar, man, I love this Lesnar. I miss this Lesnar, man. We've seen him in little little doses here and there. This Lesnar is fucking great, man. It's so entertaining. So everybody laughed. Lesnar told Lashley that it's impossible to beat him, especially when you are a Brock Lesnar wannabe. He dropped the microphone, mic dropped. In front of Bobby Lashley. And left. They were both laughing. Him and Heyman were both laughing. On their way out of the ring. Cedric and Shelton jumped Lashley. Lashley easily took care of both of these guys. He rammed Shelton into the ring post. And Cedric into the ringside. Barricade. I I don't know what this means man. I I really don't know what this means. I I honestly feel like these two guys. Their days are done in WWE. I, I don't know if. That may be uh, too soon for me to say that. I don't, I don't want to insinuate anything, but I, I just have a feeling that when the next round of cuts comes, that these two names are going to be on the list. They don't really do much of anything on WWE TV. I mean, they're graduates of uh, fucking WWE main event. That's all they do. Or, or WWE has planted seeds strategically here for the Hurt Business, to maybe be back on the same page. And this is the start of those seeds blossoming into something. If we saw the Hurt Business tonight after not really seeing the Hurt Business for weeks and weeks and weeks, could WWE be planting seeds for the Hurt Business to screw over Brock Lesnar and have him... Lose the WWE Championship to Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble, which would then give way to some of the speculation going around from other podcasters in the community that have said, Lesnar will lose the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble, enter himself in the Royal Rumble, win the Royal Rumble, because he's fucking pissed off he got fucked over with the WWE title, enter the Royal Rumble, win the Royal Rumble, challenge Roman Reigns... For the Universal Championship, and then the WWE title can go back on Monday Night Raw, and then Lesnar and Reigns happens at WrestleMania. Again, I would not do that. I would not do that. I think, I think that's a cheap way out. To be honest with you, now WWE could absolutely be planting seeds. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to see that, but it could be. So that scenario definitely is there with what we saw tonight. Now, the news that I have is not really all that exciting. It's not. There was a potential spoiler reported by Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Live about Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and the Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble, and possibly WWE switching titles, meaning the Universal title going to Monday Night Raw and the WWE title going to SmackDown. So Meltzer stated that the path to WrestleMania has changed, but ultimately, according to what a source told him in WWE, they will get back on track to what they had in mind with Lesnar defending against Roman Reigns. That could mean that Lesnar will keep the WWE championship after beating Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble. Reigns will drop the Universal Championship to Seth Rollins. This is according to Meltzer. This is according to Meltzer. Now, if Brock Lesnar loses the WWE Championship to Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns will not be losing the Universal Championship to Seth Rollins. But this is is coming from Meltzer. This is what the original plans were. I don't know if WWE is going to stick to the original plans. The original plans right now, looking at them, compared to everything else that's a possibility, honestly looks like the worst plan of all. So... This is the plan. Lesnar is now the WWE champion, so I'm wondering if they are just going to do Seth. Seth was going to defend the title, or one of the titles at WrestleMania, and then Lesnar and Reigns were going to be for the other title on the other night of WrestleMania. So Rollins was going to main event night one or or, or what, what have you, and then Rollins night one, Reigns and Lesnar night two. I was kind of told it's going to end up where it's supposed to be. So I wonder if that means they're going to switch belts. Universal belt with Seth goes to Raw and the WWE belt with Roman. That would likely end up, I guess, but Brock is going to be the champion, I guess. I I don't know. Uh, That would be on SmackDown, which was not the plan, but maybe how they end up recalibrating everything because Roman missing the pay-per-view and them deciding to go with Brock to win the other title because Brock was going to win The one title, I can't say 100% that Brock was going to win the other title. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Seth, I know 100% was the plan to win the WWE Championship at day one. But Brock had to be winning over Roman at day one because it was the second match. And Roman won the first match and Heyman was going to end up with Brock. I figured that Heyman was going to screw Roman in the match. But the match never happened, and instead of waiting to do the match at the Royal Rumble, the decision was made that Paul has already been fired, and we're not going to take him off TV, so we're going to put him with Brock right away with no storyline. He's just with Brock. I think that's how it was going to happen. I don't know if that means Seth wins, but it would make sense that would happen, so that's kind of something there. End quote. Now, if they swap the titles out, then it means that Seth Rollins would defend the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. Likely against Big E uh, or Kevin Owens or Bobby Lashley or what have you. And then Lesnar will defend the WWE Championship against Reigns. This would explain why, aside from Drew McIntyre being injured, Rollins was picked to get the next title shot against Roman Reigns. All of that sounds atrocious. All of it sounds atrocious with the one caveat being that Roman Reigns is going to lose to Seth Rollins... And Seth Rollins is going to take the Universal Championship to Monday Night Raw. I don't like that idea. If you are in agreement of Seth Rollins taking the Universal Championship off of Roman Reigns, you are one of the dumbest people that could possibly ever exist in the internet wrestling community. I could never imagine myself writing out Rollins beating Reigns for the Universal Championship. Two years. Going on two years, we've watched Roman Reigns with this Universal Championship and he's going to drop the title to Seth Rollins? How does that make anybody? How? You know Rollins would go right back to being mid on Monday Night Raw. Rollins doesn't need to beat Reigns. He's a made man. All you've done with this Roman Reigns feud is build Roman while he left a wake of carnage in his path. Nobody's been built up. Nobody looks better. They look better in the moment, but WWE never follows it up with them looking good after the feud is over. They all go right back and retire into their old positions. They get called like the fucking kid in class, the geek in class. Hey. What is the answer to this question? Then it comes up to the chalkboard and they're doing the fucking equation on the chalkboard. And then when they're done, they go right back and sit in their fucking seats like good little boys. That's all it is. You've done nothing with this Roman Reigns title run. Haven't built up anybody. It's all about Roman, which I get. Trust me. I understand it, but it should have been more with the way Roman Reigns is operating. It should have been more. With the power that he possesses right now, he he should have been passing some of that on to everybody on the roster, and it has not been done. So now all you're left with is this title reign, and you want, originally, for Lesnar to beat Reigns at day one? How fucking terrible would that have been? To do what? To give it right back to Roman? Yeah, let's take the title off of Roman Reigns after he's been WWE Universal Champion for 430 days plus to take it off him at day one to have him without the title for February and March only to put it back on him in the first week of April. How does that make any sense to anybody? How does that make any sense to anybody? That is how you kill momentum. I am not about that. That is a terrible way to look at it. And it's the same thing with Seth Rollins. If Roman Reigns is the universal champion, he should be losing the title to somebody that is going to be the next in line to take his spot. Longevity is the key here. You can't be giving it to Rollins because Rollins is not going to benefit from that. Rollins has already made men. Brock Lesnar's not going to benefit from it. Why why do you need Lesnar to beat Roman Reigns? I've been saying this for months now, man. The only one legitimately that is even in the same realm of this discussion is Walter. That's it. That is it. I don't want to hear anybody else's name. There is nobody on the active main roster right now that is beating Roman Reigns. Why are you wasting and squandering An opportunity to make a new man. This individual, if he beats Roman, is absolutely fucking made. Rollins is not going to be made. Lesnar is not going to be made. Why would you even contemplate taking the title off of Roman for two months just to put it back on him? Seems like WWE doesn't know what the fuck they want to do. Period. At the end of the day... The discussion that we've already had several times is brand split over. The brand split needs to be done. I don't want to hear anybody talking about anything else. WWE is not going to do that because they're a bunch of fucking idiots. That is the best possible solution to their problem, ending the brand split. They won't do it because of political reasons. Fox doesn't want it. USA Network doesn't want it. Fuck the network's. I don't want to hear about the networks, man. They don't run shit. They're paying you for a better product. That's how you get a better product. If they don't know that, they're a bunch of fucking idiots just along with everybody that's writing this fucking terrible program every week. The brand split needs to end. What do we do? Reigns, Lesnar, WrestleMania, night one. Somebody wins the Royal Rumble. Whoever that may be, figure it out. The winner of the Royal Rumble gets the winner of Reigns, Lesnar at night two. It is very simple. Unify the titles and the brand split. There you go. It's not very difficult to come up with a solution. WWE is so set in their fucking ways, they are so scared to branch out and experience life outside that WWE bubble. Why does everything need to be the same fucking way every single WrestleMania season? Why? You have a two-night WrestleMania and you're not using that to your advantage? You're not using that to your advantage. Do you know how big this could possibly be if executed right? What are we doing here? Why is everybody making a big fucking scientific equation out of this? It is very simple. Reigns, Lesnar, title versus title. It is very easy. Brock Lesnar beats Bobby Lashley. End of story. End the brand split. I'm giving you this, and I'm saying this, and I know it's the right way to go about things, and I know I'm going to be disappointed when WWE gives us the worst possible scenario of them all. And none of what I say happens. Putting the title on Rollins and having Rollins beat Reigns is an awful idea. Could I see WWE doing it? Of course I could see WWE doing it. They live. For the shock and the awe. They love it. It will get people talking. That's what they want. Monday Night Raw is a ratings disaster. That's what they're looking at. They'll sacrifice reigns and 430 days for one big fucking pop. A band-aid on the Raw ratings to pop a rating that following Monday after the Royal Rumble. That's what Roman Reigns and the 400 days days we've invested in him and this title reign. That's all it's worth? A ratings pop on Monday night when we all know the ratings are going to go right back to being 1.5 the way they usually are the next week and the week after that and the week after that. This is a very easy solution, folks. Very easy. Rollins is not the guy. I cannot even imagine... Who's out there claiming that that should be the scenario at the Royal Rumble? It's unbelievable, man. You know, I get the people too. You know, I don't really fault them because I could absolutely see WWE doing it. I don't, I don't, I don't blast or claim the podcasters in the community that have said that Lesnar is going to lose the title to Lashley and then go in the Royal Rumble, win the Royal Rumble. I I don't, I absolutely see that happening. I could see that happening and it's not that far-fetched of an idea. But that also doesn't present the WWE in the best of lights either. Because Brock Lesnar is in a championship match and the Royal Rumble, you know, I see some people, some of the content creators in the community there, they're now stating an argument. When was the Royal Rumble ever used to get people over and build new talent? The fuck you talking about? I can name a handful of fucking guys the Royal Rumble's made. The fuck you talking about? Just book somebody to look strong in the Royal Rumble. Boom, instant star. Give them nine, ten eliminations. Instant star. What are you talking about? It's exactly what the Royal Rumble should be booked for. Has WWE done that every year? No. Because they're fucking clueless. But that's exactly what the Royal Rumble should be about. There's tons of guys. My chat can give you a list of people that were made in the Royal Rumble. I get that Lesnar may do that on the 29th. But it doesn't look good for WWE when you have somebody that was already the champion, losing the championship, going into the Royal Rumble, and then winning the Royal Rumble. Seems like WWE can't get out of the bubble of pushing other new talent, building new talent, creating new stars, giving new stars opportunities. I I, I mean, I, I don't understand it. Vampirus Coffin taking shots at Solomonster. No. I, I when did Solomonster ever talk about this? I don't listen to his show every week, man. Get him out of here. Vampiros Coffin, get him out of the chat for insinuating that I'm talking about my own broadcast partner on Friday at House of Glory. Would never do such a thing. Talking about the people I see on Twitter. See a bunch of shit on Twitter that I do not believe, that I see with my own eyes. Get him out of here. Get him out. I don't know, man. It, It is a very easy situation. It is a very easy situation, honestly. WWE should not have that difficult of a time to come up with the best possible solution for the Royal Rumble going into WrestleMania. But I'm excited about this match. I really am. I'm very excited about this match. I loved this open. I thought it was highly entertaining and we got a couple of weeks for Bobby Lashley to get on the scoreboard and get a promo victory over Brock Lesnar. And Lesnar's been there every week, man. You got to give him credit, too. He's, he's having a great time doing his gimmick. He's been there every week. It's great. It's WrestleMania season, man. It's WrestleMania season. Lesnar is on TV every week. It's awesome. Backstage, Matt Riddle was talking to himself about summoning his inner Viper. When in walked Randy Orton, Riddle says he's trying to ascend to a higher plane of enlightenment. Orton said he can do what he wants in his free time, but this isn't his free time. He blamed Riddle for not tagging him in last week, leading to their loss. He said the stakes are higher this week. Orton then wrote on Riddle's hand with a marker, tag in Randy. Riddle says he has good handwriting. Riddle said after their match tonight, maybe they could go out for cheesesteaks and they could they compared or he compared Geno's versus Pat's in Philadelphia. Who has the best cheesesteak? I heard neither of them do. I heard neither of those are the places to go. I've only been to Philadelphia once or twice, man. I don't really uh, eat cheesesteaks. Incredibly unhealthy for you. I would like to have my arteries clear and free. But that's Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. Tonight, taking on the Alpha Academy and the Tree Trunk in Otis and Chad Gable. Uh, This was nine minutes. This was nine minutes. Really nothing uh, overly special about this at all. The Alpha Academy have been booked like losers. They have lost tag team match after tag team match. They've lost individually several times to Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. And now we're getting a tag team match because last week, Alpha Academy beat Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. So we're getting a tag team match now on this show. Riddle knocked down Otis with a floating bro. This was after Riddle wiped out Gable with a dive. Gable took control during the break. He was using a dragon screw off the ropes. So Riddle was coming back. He knocked out Otis with a floating bro. Made the hot tag to Randy Orton. Randy Orton's hot tag. Everybody seems to go crazy for Randy Orton's hot tag when they are wrestling, when RK bro is in the ring. He took out Gable with some clotheslines, took out Gable with Power Slam. Orton knocked Otis off the apron before giving Gable a beautiful superplex. Riddle tried to take out Otis on the outside, but Otis took him out, knocked him down. Orton tried fighting both guys off, so he was in there with both Otis and Gable. Otis caught him with the world's strongest slam, and that was it. Otis, with the world's strongest slam, give him and Shad Gable the win and the Raw Tag Team titles riddle could not get back in the ring in time to break up the pinfall crowd was hot for Randy Orton and shocked at the result of Alpha Academy winning the Tag team championships I, I listen I don't like how WWE has not given Alpha Academy the good look they are very inconsistent. Do they deserve to be tag team champions based on what's happened to them in, pre, in previous weeks, in recent weeks? Do they deserve the tag team championships based on how they've been booked on television? The answer is absolutely fuck no. Fuck no. But what I like about this is the fact that Randy Orton told Matt Riddle to hot tag him in, or even wrote on his hand with marker, and in the end, it was Otis... Pinning Matt Riddle, pinning Randy Orton. So who really is to blame here? Randy Orton wanted the hot tag, told Matt Riddle, hot tag me in. And Randy Orton was the one who blew it for his team. Now, I don't know where we go from here. First of all, I'd love if WWE actually built up Alpha Academy with some fucking wins. Now it's time to make them look good. Saying that, I'm speaking to a fucking brick wall. WWE will take them, and next week they'll fucking lose a non-title match to the, to the Street Profits. Nobody gives a fuck about champions in this company. Are you kidding me? So, I'd love to see them now win matches. Because you haven't done much with them before this championship opportunity. So that's that. Number two, it seems like WWE is building or at least planting some seeds for WrestleMania. Now, it is very early. We don't know what's going to happen. But it looks like WWE had them drop the titles because the seeds are now planted for WrestleMania and Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle may be the direction for both guys going into WrestleMania. And if that is the case, I like that match a lot. Randy Orton is as over as he could possibly be at this point in his career. It is now time to get... Matt Riddle to that level and this is what I talked about ever since the start of the RK Bro Team this is a journey to get Matt Riddle to be at the top of the card on his brand, whichever brand he was going to be on we're looking at a Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton match at Wrestlemania potentially I don't want Matt Riddle to go heel it doesn't fit his character I don't want a vibe with a heel Matt Riddle I think Randy Orton, obviously, is the perfect heel. He's, he's fine the way he is because he's always Randy Orton. But I, I, I absolutely love Randy Orton when he's just venomous, quote-unquote. And he's just lethal. And he's diabolical. That's the Randy Orton that I like. But Matt Riddle and Randy Orton at WrestleMania, man, this could be the perfect opportunity. I don't know if WWE will, ha- will ever have another opportunity to look themselves in the face and say, here, we need new stars. We need new people at the top of the fucking card. You got one ready in Matt Riddle. He clearly fits the mold in WWE. He's over. Fans like him. They're invested in him. He's a great babyface. He's funny. He's entertaining. He's great in the ring. Matt Riddle should be in the main event scene on Monday Night Raw. If this was not all for that, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. I don't. Randy Orton is the perfect catalyst to bring Matt Riddle up to where he needs to be. Now, I thought, I thought the tag team championships were actually going to be defended at WrestleMania, and I'm not the only one that was thinking this coming out of day one. I thought WWE, I even said it on my day one post show. I could have easily seen WWE put Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens in a makeshift tag team because there was some, some sort of camaraderie there. And I could have easily seen WWE pairing them together on Monday night to go up against RK-Bro at WrestleMania. That would have been one hell of a match. Uh, I would have loved to see a story develop there if that was the case. But it looks like WWE is going in a completely different direction. And it looks like we're getting Orton versus Matt Riddle. I hope that's the best possible scenario, best possible match for both of them at WrestleMania. Moving on with the rest of the show. Backstage, Damian Priest. And the Street prophets they were hanging out. Priest says he's glad that they have each other's back tonight in their tag team match, even if they won't be in the Rumble in a few weeks. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford asked Priest, which version of him they will be dealing with. Ford asked about the Solo Cups. Priest said he absolutely wants Solo Cups. Priest then says he's beaten up Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and Apollo Crews before. But he's up for giving them one final beatdown. So profits did their we want the smoke deal. Byron Saxon says he is already enjoying this trio. I don't know, man. I'm not uh, I'm not feeling this Damien Priest vibe, man. I'm not. I don't know what they did to him. You know, you guys know what I did last week or the week prior to that. I mean, I mean they're turning this guy into uh, a fucking geek. They got him doing the whole uh, Luke Gallows Festus thing where he just loses his marbles and he... Rah, you know? Turns into the Incredible Hulk. He didn't do that tonight, thank God. Somebody, somebody must have caught wind of me uh, just ragging on the guy and then they realize, yeah, it is kind of cheesy. It is kind of lame. Maybe we should... Uh, Scale back on it for a little bit. It doesn't fit Damian Priest. Damian Priest is cool. He loves the nightlife. He loves the ladies. He loves a cold beverage. He loves his heavy metal music. He doesn't need a split personality. I'm sorry. WWE just makes everything fucking uncool. All the time. And this is what happens when the showrunner is 75 years old. Street Profits with Damian Priest versus Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and Apollo Crews. This went about nine minutes. So we are going to pick it up after the commercial break because WWE always goes to a commercial break at the start of these matches. Montez Forte and Angelo Dawkins. He was giving out suplexes to Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Dawkins gave Roode a bulldog and his silencer. But Cruz broke up the cover. Priest went for Cruz, but became distracted by Commander Aziz outside. Ford wiped out Cruz and Aziz with a dive as Dawkins gave Rude a beautiful-looking spine buster. Ziggler was the legal man in the ring. Dawkins didn't know. So from behind, Ziggler gave Dawkins a zigzag for the one, two, three, two three. Two matches in a row where the heels got the surprise victory. Over the baby faces, So there you go. Six-man tag ends up with Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and Apollo Crews winning. Was it important? No. It was just nine minutes of time filler. Seth Rollins. He made his way down to the ring. Promo segment here. Told Philadelphia that he was in a great mood. That makes only one of us, Seth. Nobody's in a great mood. It's Monday night and Monday Night Raw. He says it's because the rumble is on the horizon. He says he doesn't need a penguin-looking snake oil salesman to do his negotiating for him. Sounds like Bruce Pritchard. He says he took matters into his own hands. He said there are a few things in life that are certain. Death, taxes, and he always beats Reigns every single time. Tell me how you're not going to beat Roman Reigns by telling me you're not going to beat Roman Reigns. Biggie's music hits. He comes down the aisle. Biggie said, this is incredible news. And he's so excited for Seth Rollins. He said he's pretty excited and, and, and giddy after a big Philadelphia Flyers win. Sheep pop. That's legitimately the only thing that popped this crowd all night. Seth was laughing and he asked what gritty is. Seth asked why he's out here. Biggie says he's put money down on him to win at the Royal Rumble. He said he has officially entered his name into the Royal Rumble match. Biggie said of all the things he could dream about and fantasize about at the top of the list or close is to do what he intended to do at day one, but do it at WrestleMania. Biggie should have been dreaming about main eventing WrestleMania opening his mouth and telling everybody in the creative department, Bruce, Johnny Laurenitis, Vince McMahon, that it wasn't the right time to cash in his Money in the Bank contract when he did, and they were probably better off saving it for WrestleMania because WWE didn't have one iota of a fucking clue as to what they were doing at WrestleMania. So it probably, if mentioned, somebody would have taken that nugget of information and it would have resonated. With somebody. I would have loved to see Big E. Versus somebody at WrestleMania. And then at the end of the night. Cash in. His Money in the Bank briefcase. And that would have been the second time. In WWE history. That someone cashed in at WrestleMania. That's what should have been done. But WWE jumped the gun. With Big E. He had one of the worst title reigns. Of the modern era. And now he's looking at winning the Royal Rumble. And nobody wants Big E. To win the Royal Rumble. I think that is a boring, boring choice for the Royal Rumble. Why would we want Big E to win the WWE Championship when Big E was a failure of a WWE Champion? You don't want somebody like that in the Royal Rumble match winning it and then going on to challenge for the WWE Championship. Once is enough for me. I do not want to see Big E as the WWE Champion again. So I don't think Big E's winning it to begin with, but I mean, nobody wants to see that. So he says he was going to do that at day one. He wants to do it at WrestleMania. Seth asked what that is. Big E said that he's going to beat Seth to become the WWE champion again. Seth laughed and says he's happy. He's in the rumble. Seth says he can't beat him one-on-one Biggie said they should test that theory out tonight. Seth says he's not sure how he feels about that. I'm not ready. I'm not ready, he said. And he's talking about maybe we should do it next week in a better town, perhaps in the Midwest, he says. Probably a good choice, seeing how dead Philadelphia was tonight. Maybe the Midwest would have been a lot louder. Biggie said that's a shame. He suggested they do it right now. Seth says he's putting him on the spot. And then he said, Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this damn thing. You're on. So there was a ref already out there. He slid into the ring. Ding, ding, ding. And we got a Biggie versus Seth Rollins match. This match was completely dead. Completely dead. These guys went nearly 20 minutes. Now, I don't mind a good 20 minute match. I don't. But when the crowd is completely out of it, I don't know how anybody could really be invested or excited or interested in what these two guys are selling. And the problem boils down to WWE. Now, from my eyes, an opening segment before this match like this does nothing. It doesn't get people excited. It legitimately comes out of nowhere. Their banter back and forth was very academic. It was very boring. It was very simple. It's not anything that's going to really generate interest. They have a promo back and forth. There's an impromptu match. Nobody knew this was going to happen. There's no reason to get excited. They just throw these guys out there to fill 20 minutes of TV time in a three-hour show, and you don't think people realize that? The match itself was fine. These are two very good professional wrestlers. But when the crowd in Philly is as dead as they were, It takes the match from being a good match to, and I don't really give a shit who wins this match. I just want it to be over type of vibe. And that's exactly what we got here. And it's neither one of these guys' fault. It's neither one of these guys' fault. I don't like the impromptu match. I like when things matter. I like when there's something there, when there's a reason for them to be fighting. Well, what is the reason for them to be fighting? There's no reason. Rollins has reigns at the Royal Rumble. Big E is in the Royal Rumble. They have nothing to do with each other now, following the fact that Brock Lesnar beat all of them at day one. Who cares? Match went 18 minutes. It wasn't bad. Crowd was dead. So that means it was pretty much a dead match. Unimportant. Seth tossed Big E to the floor. And then dove through the ropes at Big E, knocking him down. He goes flying into the table. He went for another dive through the ropes. Big E knocked him out of midair and landed his running splash on the ring apron. Seth hit a high knee to drop Big E. He was controlling the match. Big E then made a babyface comeback. Speared Seth off the ring apron. And Big E continues the offense. He landed a belly to belly. He did his little hip swivel. As Rollins was on the floor, and you want to know why Biggie wasn't a believable WWE champion? The gyrating has to go. You're no longer in the New Day, bro. You're no longer in the New Day, dancing like a clown, dancing like a fool. If you want to be a WWE champion, present yourself as a WWE champion. I'm not saying change your entire attitude or your charisma completely, but there are things that need to be removed from the act. That is one of them. I don't think people want to see a gyrating clown as their WWE champion. One of the reasons why Big East title reign failed. He didn't shed the New Day gimmick at all. There were still parts of it that he had that needed to be removed. Not saying to get rid of it completely, but nobody wants to see a gyrating WWE champion. That's just me. So he did a running splash on Seth. He set up for the big ending. Seth escaped. Seth arm drag Big E. He hit a big rolling elbow. They were battling back and forth. Seth landed a super kick. He goes for a cover, gets a two count. Seth landed a top rope splash. That looked beautiful. Perfect. Top rope splash by Rollins. And after that, more back and forth. Seth set up a pedigree. Of course he would. Big E blocked that. Seth landed a stomp, clean, and that was it. One, two, three, and Seth Rollins beats Big E on Monday Night Raw. Of course he would. Of course he would. Why would Rollins lose this match? Why would Rollins lose this match? Rollins has reigns at the Royal Rumble. Rollins needs to win. If he's going to stand any chance against Roman Reigns, he needs to win matches. Big E... He lost this match, and he's been losing a lot lately. It really goes to show you what WWE thinks about Big E on Monday Night Raw. Now, Big E needs to start winning matches. Will that match be the Royal Rumble? I don't think so. I don't think so. So I know Rollins needed to win, but if you want to maintain Big E at the top or near the top of the card, he's going to have to start looking good. Can't look good if you're losing. He's going to have to start winning some matches. He's going to have to start getting some momentum for himself. WWE really needs to start taking care of Big E. If they want him near the top of the card on Monday night, the guy's got to look good and get some wins. We can't be putting Big E and keep putting Big E in these situations where it's just an easy loss to somebody like Seth Rollins. Can't do it. Sarah Schreiber. Oh my goodness. This was fucking awful, man. This was terrible. This was really terrible. Sarah Schreiber interviewed Rhea Ripley and Nikki T R A S H. They're both in the ring being interviewed. Nikki comes out to absolutely no reaction whatsoever. Rhea Ripley comes out to absolutely no reaction whatsoever. Nikki's in the ring, and she says that they want to challenge for the women's tag team championships. They got some big announcement, and that's Nikki Trash and her announcement. I was going to say Nikki Cross. I wish. That was Nikki's big announcement. They're going to challenge for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Who gives a shit? There's one team in the fucking division. That's what your announcement is? to challenge Zelina Vega and Carmella for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Crowd was absolutely fucking in a coma. They actually started booing these two because nobody gives a shit about Rhea Ripley and Nikki T-R-A-S-H. Ripley said that's not what they planned on talking about tonight. She said they were going to talk about the Royal Rumble. So then Sarah Schreiber asked about how they don't seem to be on the same page. She asked about the future of the team. Rhea Ripley says that they've had their ups and downs. Nikki then interrupted and said what Ripley is saying is that there is no big issue. Ripley says, listen, if you didn't interrupt me and let me finish, I was going to say what I needed to say. So she got in Nikki's face and she said, you know what? I don't want to discuss this out, out here. Let's go to the back and discuss this privately. Nikki said, no, 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 no. No, we're out here now. We're going to talk about this right now. Nikki asked whether she's thinking of breaking up the team. She asked Rhea if she's thinking of breaking up the team. Ripley then finally admitted, it is best if they go their separate ways. Nikki says, listen, listen, don't overreact. We'll get the tag team titles back. Ripley says it's not about the tag team titles. It's not about the titles. She asked if she thinks she's so much better than her because she got pinned last week. That's what Nikki asked. She's like, do you think you're so much better than me because I got pinned last week? Ripley says, no, it was never about that. Nikki said she was thinking it. But you were thinking it, she asked Rhea. Nikki asked if it ever occurred to her that she was doing her the favor by teaming with her. She said, friends stay together through thick and thin, even if one is better than the other. Ripley said she never said she's better than Nikki. I was talking about me, Nikki said. Ripley says she didn't like where that was heading. She's out. I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to get out of here. So Nikki paused and Rhea Ripley put her hand out for Nikki to shake it because she still wants to be friends. Nikki paused and said, yeah, that's fine. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't bother me. She doesn't want to be her teammate anymore. You know, she said she wants Ripley to say that she still believes in her at least. And then she'll shake her hand. So Ripley says she always has and always will. She says she wants to be friends and still hopes she still believes in herself. Nikki hung her hand out there, took a deep breath. And it looked like she was getting emotional. Nikki asks if they can really still be friends. Ripley hugged and and kind of caressed Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash here. So then all of a sudden, Nikki attacks Rhea Ripley. Nikki Ash turns heel on Rhea Ripley. Finally, the tag team has broken up. Now, what this means is, number one... Carmella and Zelina Vega have no teams in said division to defend those titles against. So now they are just pretty much, they were already props and now they are absolutely, undoubtedly props on Monday Night Raw. Division has no tag teams. Don't know why we have tag team titles in the women's division. It's a complete waste of fucking time. A waste of money. To be exact. And this heel turn by Nikki, you know, I've been completely negative on this entire thing. I, I think this is absolutely one of the worst fucking storylines in the entire company. Rhea Ripley has absolutely benefited nothing from this entire storyline. She looks so terrible coming out of this. She looks worse and worse and worse every week. It is honestly beyond a point of repair. Rhea Ripley has ruined or been ruined by teaming up with Nikki T-R-A-S-H. So I don't know what WWE is going to do with her, man. They have a lot of work to do to build Rhea Ripley back up. She is utterly fucking useless right now. Now, Nikki Ash, the thing with this is, she's now heel. Rhea obviously is a babyface. They turn Nikki Ash heel. What are they going to do with Nikki Ash? Are they going to keep her as the almost superhero, Nikki Ash? Or are they going to turn her into a fucking lunatic and a psychopath? And are they going to give us the Nikki Cross that we remember so fondly that was a part of the NXT roster? That's what I want to see. This needs to turn Nikki into that again. This Nikki has absolutely cringe written all over her. The charisma and attitude and the whole fucking vibe is aimed towards four-year-olds. Get it out of here. We don't need this type of shit in the women's division, man. We need need to start getting fucking the women's division where it needs to be. Enough of this shit. If this doesn't turn Nikki into what I remember her back in NXT, and when she first got called up to the main roster... What are we doing? This needs to be a 180 completely as far as character change. If she stays the way she is now, who's going to give a shit? She wasn't getting any reaction when she was a baby face with Rhea. Is WWE going to think or is WWE creative thinking that Nikki isn't getting any reaction? Let's turn her heel. She'll get some reaction. But I don't think it's going to be the reaction that they're looking for. No reaction is the worst reaction. Now all you're doing is taking a no reaction Nikki Ash and you're making her heal and people are going to boo her for all the wrong reasons. It's now going to be boo her because people are disinterested in her. It's not really going to do anything to benefit Nikki Ash. What's going to benefit Nikki Ash is dropping the fucking shtick and going back to what she was. A rebel, a rogue, crazy, psychotic. That's what we need. Rhea Ripley, man, my God. Has anybody been all messed up or as messed up as Rhea Ripley? It is sad what they've done to Rhea Ripley, really. Omos was backstage. He had a run-in with Reggie and Dana Brooke. Reggie presented Dana Brooke with cheesesteak. I guess uh, Titus, maybe Titus baked the or made the cheesesteaks, man. Maybe he grilled the cheesesteaks there in catering. I have no idea. I heard Titus makes one hell of a cheesesteak, man. In fact, it was on the menu. It was on the menu tonight in the venue. Cheesesteaks. Because they were in Philly. So Reggie's back there with Dana Brooke. He gave her a cheesesteak. Reggie said something seemed off. He says he can tell with his sixth sense when it comes to the 24-7 title. R-Truth was rolling in a garbage can and saying he could smell cheese. They threw their sandwiches at Truth. And it hit Tamina in the face. Tamina tipped over the trash can and Akira Tozawa was inside. So Reggie is running down the hallway. Reggie ran into Omas by accident. He said that he didn't see him. I don't know how you run down the hallway and don't see somebody that's seven foot four coming down the fucking hallway, but Reggie says he didn't see him. So Omas started to choke out Reggie and Dana Brooke came to his defense. And told Omos and started yelling at Omos to put him down. Omos was choking him out. And then he says, you should watch what I'm going to do tonight because next week I'm going to do worse. Omos had a squash match against an enhancement talent named Nick Sanders. One minute. And that was pretty much it. Vice slam. And that was it. Omos wins. I put it out there in the open, man. Could you imagine Omos winning the Royal Rumble? God help our souls if Omos wins the Royal Rumble. Could you imagine Omos winning the Royal Rumble, going on to WrestleMania to challenge for the WWE Championship? I I posed this question not too long ago. What if WWE only gave Bobby Lashley his WrestleMania Actually, not WrestleMania. What if WWE gave Bobby Lashley his match with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble? Only if he puts over Omos at WrestleMania. Bobby Lashley wins the title. Omos wins the Royal Rumble. Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Night one of WrestleMania for the WWE Championship with Omos becoming the new WWE Champion. Omos has not been pinned. Omos has not been eliminated from any battle royal he's been in. He's been booked like a fucking superhuman seven-foot-four giant. What's going to happen in the Royal Rumble when Omos is in the Royal Rumble? Is Omos going to be eliminated from the Royal Rumble? Is WWE going to come up with a scenario where seven or eight guys gang up, gang style, and get out the big man in the Royal Rumble? I don't know. I don't know. See, this is the shit I think about when you guys are at work. Omas winning the Royal Rumble and Bobby Lashley beating Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley only being given that match with Brock Lesnar because he made a promise to WWE to put over Omas at WrestleMania. Can you imagine? God help our souls. That's all I will say. Omas wins in one minute. The cutting edge... We're going into hour three now. Great. The show is almost over. So let me get some Manscaped in here, man. I want to I check the chat, talk about Manscaped for a little bit. Let me see. We got 2,300 people, man. 2,300 people in the venue right now. I appreciate you guys very much, man. If you guys are in the venue right now, let me know what you're drinking. And don't tell me H2O, okay? All you H2Oers out there, man, get out of here. No, not really, but, I mean, let's get some fucking... At least go get an Old Duels, man. Go get a non-alcoholic beverage, a mocktail, or something, man. Pretend you're drinking. No H2O here, man. Nobody wants to look like a pussy, okay? We don't allow pussies in the venue. Anyway. 2,300 people, man. Hit that thumbs up, man. Uh, Let's try for 1,000. Minimum 1,000. We got 893. Let's try and get a 1000 on today's live stream, man. Super Chats are also open as well. And we got some new members, man. We got some new venues. Uh, Some uh, new members in the venue. I appreciate you guys very much, man. You guys are awesome. Tonight's show sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com. It is a new year, gentlemen. It is a new year. Cheers to 2022. And resolutions you can actually keep. How about... Keeping clean and shining those balls up real nice and having them shined up all year round. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022. Set your first New Year's resolution with some good intentions and join the 4 million men that have used Manscaped and trusted Manscaped worldwide. Tonight we got a special offer for everybody code SCRIPT20. Now check out. It's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. And the Performance Package 4.0. You guys know about it. You guys know about it. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find your signature lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 400K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land. In 2022, a grooming routine isn't complete without their Crop Reserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence in 2022. To complete the set, Manscaped is thrown in the Shed Travel Bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs as free gifts. Awesome. Also, they got their ultra-premium body wash. Manscaped solves all three of these problems for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, I know I shower every day. Hopefully you guys do the same thing. The body wash smells great. Make sure you guys use code SCRIPT20. SCRIPT20 at manscaped.com. Get that free shipping and 20% off. Cheers to new balls in 2022, man. It's a new year. No pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. I want to thank them once again for sponsoring the podcast right here on Off The Script. We got the cutting edge, man. You know, I mentioned this last week, I believe. With all the uh, Miz TVs and the cutting edge segments that they're doing, seems like WWE is running on fumes. With this current storyline with Edge and The Miz, I am fairly confident that we are not going into WrestleMania with Edge and The Miz. I think Royal Rumble is it. It is all over for the storyline, and thank God, thank God, it is over. This shit sucks. I am not interested in this at all. Edge. On the Cutting Edge said to Beth Phoenix, who was the guest on this show, that they've experienced a lot of life together, but last week was the first time the public got to see them interact. He said, just as the Flyers have collected Stanley Cups, they've collected 35 titles, more than any other couple in WWE. He said they are also the only couple in the WWE Hall of Fame. He says his wife is a wrecking machine. So we saw a highlight package of Beth Phoenix with comments from Natalia, Nikki Bella, Bianca Belair, Mickey James, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flair. Edge says that he's very proud of her. Damn, woman, he said. You know, we get video packages for Beth Phoenix. We get video packages for Maurice. Where are the video packages for the actual current stars on the main roster? WWE doesn't give video packages to anybody but... Beth Phoenix is back, let's give her a video package. Maurice is back, let's give her a video package. And then they wonder why nobody's over. And then they wonder why everybody shits on the current product because they continue to push the old aging legends over the new fucking talent. So after the highlight package, Edge said to his wife, the floor is yours. It's an honor. So Beth Phoenix speaks and said that if he's trying to butter her up for later tonight, uh, but flattery will get him. No, uh, will get him everywhere. Actually, Edge smiled. Down boy. Let's put a pin in that. So there was uh, some sexual innuendo there between Edge and Beth Phoenix. So she said the video was just a sampling of the damage she has planned for Maurice. She took digs at Miz's rambling and said it has to stop. She says that they're going to finally shut their mouths for good at the Royal Rumble. Obviously, The Miz interrupts. Why do these two have to ruin everything? Says Byron Sachs. It's a good question. It's a good question. WWE ruins a lot every fucking week. Miz is out there, and he says with the utmost conviction that he stands with Ben Simmons. I, too, would have given up $33 million just not to play in this crap city. I mean, have you seen yourselves... Can you blame them? He says he figured they'd come out here and slander them. He said at day one, he had Edge beat until he manipulated his wife to help him. What kind of man has his wife fight his own battles for him? Edge said, that's rich coming from you, Miz. He says he used his wife as a shield to avoid a spear not too long ago. Miz called it slander. Miz says his insider sources that... At USA Network said Edge was putting together a video on his wife, so he made one on his wife. So we got this over-the-top video package on Maurice. It all it focused on her doing things, all things outside of pro wrestling, nothing wrestling related. Can't wait to see Maurice in the fucking ring do absolutely nothing and then fucking idiots on social media go crazy over how Maurice is back in a ring. The definition of diva. Get it off my TV. Back live, Miz asked if they all realized how big of a star his wife is. Do you understand how lucky you are to be in her presence and see her live and in person? He asked Edge and Phoenix if they realize it. Edge said Maurice busted her ass to prove everybody wrong just like her husband. And she did it. He respects her. But his wife can deadlift a damn Buick. He said she smashes things, but mostly people. Phoenix said Maurice was happy to interfere against Edge, until she showed up. She said the time for apologies is long gone. She said at the Royal Rumble she will wreck her. Miz told Maurice to tell Phoenix she will wish she would have stayed home with the kids. Maurice left as Miz was talking, and Miz looked around very confused. Phoenix says she'll take great pleasure in knocking his teeth in if Maurice doesn't show up at the Rumble. So we got the grit couple versus the it couple. At the Royal Rumble. Cringe. Beth Phoenix did fine on the microphone here. I always appreciate Edge. I'm just, I'm just, I'm at a point where I don't care anymore. I don't care. This is, this banter meant nothing. It really meant nothing. Well, What was accomplished here? This banter's been the same banter for like three or four weeks now. I just can't wait for the match to be over. I am so grateful to WWE, that they're doing this fucking tag team match, this mixed tag team match at the Royal Rumble. We desperately need to move Edge on to something more important, man. This obviously has taken Edge down a couple of notches. Working with Miz and Maurice, he needs something major going into WrestleMania. I want that fucking intense Edge. I want Edge that's going to bring out not only the best in himself, but the best in whoever he's in the ring with, man. I want his feud at WrestleMania to fucking be top of the line. Who that's going to be against? I don't know. AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. Oh, Finn, Finn Balor's on real. Finn Balor. I'll take Finn Balor versus Edge. Where is Finn Balor anyway? He may be on the cut list for all we know. Edge needs to do something much more important. I mean much more important at WrestleMania. This shit sucks. This shit is awful. Kevin Patrick interviewed Austin Theory about facing AJ Styles. Theory said this is his chance to impress Mr. McMahon. He says he talked to him earlier. McMahon told him that Styles is a future first ballot Hall of Famer. He hasn't been booked like one, I'll tell you that. But tonight he will beat Styles. He said Mr. McMahon will have no doubt about continuing to invest in him. Patrick asked if McMahon had any other words of encouragement. Theory said, yes, he did. He said, don't screw this up. We got Austin Theory versus AJ Styles. So they're both in the ring. He was taking selfies in the corner before the bell. And they plugged the Grayson Waller-AJ Styles match on NXT 2.0 tomorrow night in the main event. So Theory was chopping Styles in the chest early. Some rapid-fire offense, including a quick cradle suplex for two. Theory dropkick Styles... Off the ring, apron to the floor, and he was in control. So Styles regained control, and he was in control after the break. Uh, Theory came back with a cradle neck breaker for two counts. Styles made it come back and set up a phenomenal forearm. Out of nowhere, Grayson Waller attacks, causing a DQ. Styles wins via DQ. Theory took a selfie at ringside after the attack by Grayson Waller. Styles recovered and started to attack Waller. And Waller scurried away like a little bitch up the aisleway. Crowd didn't know who Grayson Waller was. Philadelphia was dead silent for a Grayson Waller attack on AJ Styles. Nothing here is working out the way that WWE had envisioned. Nobody gives a shit about Grayson Waller. Nobody knows Grayson Waller. I doubt anybody in Philadelphia even watches NXT 2.0. You know, it's great that WWE is cross-promoting the two brands. Where was this when Triple H was in charge? Grayson Waller versus AJ Styles. Great. Is this going to get Grayson Waller to where you want him? No. No. AJ Styles will win. AJ Styles needs to go into the Royal Rumble. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a fucking problem at all if AJ Styles won the Royal Rumble. Man, this guy is down bad. AJ needs a fucking shot of something, man. Get this guy a shot of something. He needs to be in something major going into WrestleMania. It is a fucking crime that AJ Styles is on this roster, and he's feuding with Grayson fucking Waller. Where will this get him? Nowhere. Nowhere. Should be a decent match. Grayson Waller isn't bad, but... Nobody gives a shit. Imagine attacking AJ Styles in front of no crowd reaction. That's exactly what this was tonight. Crickets. The sound of silence Grayson Waller was met with, man. It's quite sad. It's quite sad. But WWE thinks this is doing good. I don't see the good in it. I really don't. Liv Morgan. She was backstage. She cut a promo before the main event triple threat match with Doe Drop. Drop. And Bianca Belair, she said she knows what it's like to be close to a big victory, and she won't stop trying. You won't stop trying, Liv, but uh, I'm here to tell you, but I, I, I think you need to stop. I think you need to give it a rest, give it a break, quit. There's no more big victories for Liv Morgan. She said after she wins the triple threat match, she won't just come close to winning the title against Becky, she's going to win it this time. Uh, You really didn't do much the first two times for me to believe you were going to win. Decent little matches you had, but nothing really where I will sit here and say, oh, man, I I want Liv Morgan to win the title. No. No. Sorry. That Liv Morgan ship has sailed. If Liv Morgan wasn't going to win this match, all the Liv Morgan stands and the super fans online, man, get your box of tissues ready, bro. Tears will be falling down your face. This is the end of Liv Morgan. Alexa Bliss. The journey of Alexa Bliss. Back on Monday Night Raw. The first thing that I see is WWE not changing the direction of Alexa Bliss and the character. I see evil bliss. I see Wyatt-inspired bliss on my TV. She's sitting in a chair. She's at a therapy session. I need fucking therapy after watching this show for three hours. She looked over at a desk bell, the pendulum thing that you usually see on somebody's desk, the little metal balls that are going back and forth. She looked at them and made them stop. So right away, right away, WWE's got Alexa Bliss back on television and WWE is giving us magic. With Alexa Bliss, not really what I had envisioned here. Her doctor told her to breathe deep. Bliss was breathing and then started to laugh. The doctor said the first step to recovery is admitting she has a problem. She said she does have a problem, so fix me. She was acting very crazy at this point. He then replayed a clip on a tablet or an iPad about Charlotte Flair ripping up Lily the doll. It was the last time we saw Alexa Bliss. She was foaming at the mouth, crying. Bliss poured herself a glass of water at this point. She said, the the doctor was, how does this make you feel? So she said, thirsty. She takes the glass and the pitcher of water. She pours herself a glass of water. And she doesn't stop pouring the water. And the glass is overflowing with water. And water spilling all over the place. Then she grabbed his necktie and asked him, how does this make you feel? She threw the pitcher against the wall, and she threw the glass of water against the wall. She began tearing pages out of his notebook. She said, I guess I have a problem now. Why don't you write about it? The therapist said feelings are okay, but there is a line She was breaking all this shit, throwing pictures and plants and fucking all this other shit on his desk against the wall. She screams, and that's the way the segment ended. Three minutes of Alexa Bliss in a therapy session, breaking shit in a doctor's office as evil, Bray Wyatt-inspired Alexa Bliss. If this, now I don't want to write this off yet, the old JD would have written this off. I, I, will, I will say this, this shit sucked. This shit is utterly fucking boring to me. I don't care about this Alexa Bliss. The first sight of this Alexa Bliss character, I want to shit all over it. But this has to, this has to lead into something. It's going to lead into one of two things. Number one, the old Alexa Bliss is going to be brought back because of this therapist. And she's going to shed away this old Alexa Bliss character because it really doesn't fit into the current storyline of WWE. It doesn't fit into anything because Wyndham Rotunda is not there anymore. And it looks fucking pathetic that she's still doing this magic and this supernatural shit when he's not there. Get rid of it. Number one, it either leads to Alexa becoming the goddess all over again, which I hope is the fucking case, believe it or not. Believe it or not, i take that bliss over this bliss any day of the week. Or number two, this leads to Alexa Bliss winning the Royal Rumble, and it's going to be Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss on SmackDown for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, I don't. I don't know if that's WWE's direction. I don't know. They could probably get there without her having to win the Royal Rumble. But it could be either that. Maybe she eliminates Charlotte in the Royal Rumble. And that's why Charlotte is in the Royal Rumble to play up this Alexa Bliss storyline where this all may culminate after all these therapy sessions. I don't know. But I pray to the creative gods of pro wrestling. This better be the end. Of the Alexa Bliss supernatural Bray Wyatt inspired character. It is over. He's been gone since the summer of last year. There's no reason for this to continue. It just makes WWE look sad, pathetic, and downright desperate. Alexa Bliss. I've praised Alexa and the acting and the way that she's kind of went about this role But the more I see it, the more angry I get, the more I see it, the less I care. After everything she's done with the fire and the ooze, the black goo, all this shit, the fucking disappearing, the the scaffolding fall, I'm done. I'm done. I want none of this on my television. None of it. The only thing I will accept, and it's very minuscule, is Aleister Black with the lights going out. He's... In the ring, lights go out, he's on the ramp. Fine. That's the extent of what I'll take. I don't need people fucking stopping metal pendulum balls sitting on a desk, stopping the fucking swinging motion by looking at it. I don't need that shit. Get it off my television. It's lame. Becky Lynch is on commentary. Oh my goodness. For this triple threat main event. Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair versus Joe Drop. Winner gets Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. A decent little match here. Nothing really all that spectacular. I mean, what do you expect in the main event of Monday Night Raw? Morgan and Belair were uh, going at it early until Joe Drop took them both out with a running crossbody. Do not want to be on the receiving end of that one. Dodrop gave Belair a Michinoku driver, sloppy, before slamming Morgan on top of her. Morgan avoided a cannonball by Dodrop and tried repeatedly double foot stomping on the back of Dodrop by climbing up Dodrop's back and holding on to her as she was pretty much basically on the top rope. It did nothing to take out Dodrop at all, no effect. Belair avoided a charge by Doe Drop and went to the top, but Morgan actually flipped over Doe Drop to bring Belair down with a Hurricane Rana. Drop kicked Morgan into the buckle, and Belair speared Doe Drop. Morgan then put Belair in a Rings of Saturn and held the move and had the move applied for a little bit until Bianca powered herself to her feet with Morgan on her shoulders. However, Morgan counted into a code breaker before giving one to Do- Doe Drop as well drop then powerbomb Morgan, covered her, but Belair broke it up by climbing to the top rope and hitting a 450 splash onto the back of Doe drop. It absolutely looked great in execution, but the landing, my God, man, if Bianca doesn't have a bruised rib after that, ah, she's lucky, man. That move, that 450 splash looked like it took more out of Bianca than it did Doe drop. That's a lot of woman to be coming down on, man, with that fucking force and speed. That is a injury waiting to happen right there. That looked great, but it looked like a very rough landing for Bianca Belair. Lynch was actually impressed, and she admitted so on commentary. Belair gave doedrop a spine busted before giving Morgan a glam slam on top of her. Belair hit a moonsault on both women before giving Morgan the KOD, but Lynch comes into the ring and breaks up the cover. People asking, where's the DQ? There is no DQ. It's a triple threat match. No disqualifications. Belair and Becky Lynch ran around the ring like they were in the fucking circus, like two clowns, running around the ring. A big chase ensued, and Lynch wound up getting her and tossed her over the announce table and took her out of the match. In the ring, Doe drop gave Morgan, and I, I love this. Oh, I didn't like it happening here because it looked terrible. But Doe drop gave Liv Morgan a Yoko Zuna bonsai drop to win the match. One, two, three. And Doe drop is the new number one contender for Becky Lynch. Not really the match that I would have envisioned for the Royal Rumble. But there was no other choice for winner here, folks. And the reason is because Bianca Belair is more than likely winning the Royal Rumble. It's either Bianca Belair, my top three for the Royal Rumble, it was going to be a Sasha Banks. But Sasha Banks is out two months now with a ankle injury. It is Bianca Belair, Bailey. Asuka, or I would say Alexa Bliss. She's the wild card for me because of the whole Charlotte Flair thing. Those are my top to win the Royal Rumble. Liv Morgan is not winning the Royal Rumble, and Liv Morgan's run is pretty much over. For all the Liv Morgan uh, super fans out there, the fucking creeps out there that do nothing but obsess over female professional wrestlers, man, you you're a bunch of weirdos. Liv Morgan is going nowhere, man. Liv Morgan, the only place Liv Morgan is going is catering. She's finished. She's a loser. She took too many losses. This is nothing more than an experiment. And I think uh, we all kind of realize that she's come a long way as a professional wrestler. She's a lot better now than where she was. But she's in no way, shape, or form a main event, Monday Night Raw Women's Champion professional wrestler. I think that much is pretty much known here. So... If Bianca is one of the favorites to win the Royal Rumble, why would WWE do that match at the Royal Rumble with Becky instead of doing it at WrestleMania? SummerSlam, Becky beat Bianca in 26 seconds. So clearly that's one of the rematches that sits on WWE's mind. Bianca getting a WrestleMania win over Becky Lynch and getting revenge for the 26 seconds is a story that I could see them telling. So the Royal Rumble and the Royal Women's Championship match is a nothing match. You got your Reigns versus Seth Rollins. You got your Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. You got your two mega matches there for the world titles. Everything else underneath that is a waste of time. Nobody cares. Then you got your two Royal Rumble matches. The Royal Rumble match for the men. The Royal Rumble match for the women. That's two hours right there. Two hours plus between both of those matches. Everybody watches the Royal Rumble for the Royal Rumble. The undercard is worthless. The only thing that really matters is the world title match, whatever that may be, on the Royal Rumble. So the only logical winner here was doedrop And that's why she won the match. She's not winning. She's not beating Becky Lynch. I mean, I'd be fucking completely shocked if Becky Lynch loses the title. It's not going to happen. So it's a nothing match on a nothing show. And all they're doing is biding time to give Becky Lynch her one big storyline going into WrestleMania where hopefully she loses that championship. And that's it. That's it. Professor JD is... Uh, Calling this one class dismissed. There's nothing else to talk about. There's really nothing else to talk about here, man. It's very simple. This show sucks. Uh, I can't stand watching this show. I think it's a complete waste of time. It emits no excitement whatsoever. There's nothing exciting about this at all. Monday is terrible. Friday is terrible. Wednesday is the only night of professional wrestling that I actually enjoy. And you see a smile on my face. It's really bad, man. It's really bad. What can I say? I will say this, man. Thank you guys very much. 2,300 people in the OTS venue tonight. We're almost at 1,000 likes, man. We need 13 likes for 1,000. What are you guys doing? You can't give me 13 likes for the fucking knowledge that I give to you for free? What are you doing? uh, 989. I need 11. There's got to be 11 of you. There you go. 99 of you nine eight there's eight people in this chat that haven't hit the thumbs up yet where are you one I need one I need one geek in the chat there you go hey hey, hey. what's that so hard come on man you guys have a harder time watching raw than hitting the fucking thumbs up or actually no you guys have a harder time hitting the thumbs up than watching raw come on man 153 in Super Chats so far, man. Let's get those Super Chats in. Come on. I'm not ready to cut the stream yet. Get them on in. And we got two new members in the OTS venue as well. I appreciate you guys sitting VIP, man. What are you guys drinking tonight? Sound off. Let me know what you guys think of uh, everything tonight for Monday Night Raw. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. We just hit 130,000 subscribers this week. We blew past that, man. We're well on our way to 131. Thank you guys very much. Make sure you guys continue to hit that thumbs up. Make sure you join the channel. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. ton of content, including today, 30-minute OTS Extra. Talking about the Impact WWE Partnership. Mickie James coming back to the WWE Completely ranted on that. Dropped some truth bombs today. So if you guys are interested in that, go and check that out, man. Let's start at the top. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. I hope Nakamura goes to AEW after his contract expires. Vince is legitimately burying Nakamura. Bro, Vince is legitimately burying the fucking company. It's not just Shinsuke Nakamura. There was a news report today about Shinsuke Nakamura being out for four months. Or not, not out for four months Well he's been out for four months He hasn't defended the fucking title in four months He hasn't defended the Intercontinental Championship in four months And that's because of a wrist problem So WWE opted to keep the title on him And not have him defended in four months Instead of dropping the title Having a tournament And putting the title on somebody else Smackdown could have used the tournament man Plenty of guys on SmackDown that could really benefit from a nice eight-man competitive tournament for the Intercontinental Championship. I don't get it. Nakamura's reign has been one of the worst ever. And Nakamura loves surfing, man. He loves the light schedule. That's what I heard. Why would he go to AEW? I think we need to put to bed about AEW signing everybody, man. There's a, there's a certain number of people that AEW is going to be grabbing in the free agent market. And Nakamura is not going to be one of them, man. Not going to be one of them. Keith Lee, Ember Moon, Tony Storm, Johnny Gargano, Bray Wyatt. Those are the guys out there, but you want Shinsuke Nakamura, who's still under a WWE deal, to go to AEW. Come on. Eric Newton with a $5 Super Chat. Don't have good wrestling questions, so here are my top three Metallica albums in no particular order. Kill Em All, Master of Puppets, and Ride the Lightning. Uh, I would have to say Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and End Justice for All. My favorite Metallica song is actually off Kill Em All, and my favorite Metallica song is The Four Horsemen. My second favorite Metallica song is Battery. Great fucking song, man. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $5 super chat. Seth, Big E was a good match despite the quiet crowd. If Roman loses the belt at Royal Rumble, can that hurt Roman's character and possibly SmackDown ratings? Yes. Absolutely. Roman should not be losing the Universal Championship. He's had the title for 430 days. Yeah, let's drop it to Seth Rollins who is a fucking fill-in because plans backfired on WWE. Yeah, that really makes sense to me. Lauren Hutton with a 499 chat. Any Royal Rumble surprise predictions? No. Nobody that's going to blow your mind, Lauren. Nobody. I'd love to see some NXT talent. I'd love to see a Tony D'Angelo. I'd love to see a Braun Breaker. I'd love to see a Pete Dunne or a uh, Tommaso Ciampa, who I heard has wrestled dark matches on both SmackDown and Raw. They fit perfect on SmackDown. Um, Lauren also with a 499. You agree Alpha Academy dethroning RK, bro? No, I don't. I don't. But it, it needed to happen at some point. Orton and Riddle finally going to feud for Mania. Yeah, I think so. Any other heel turns you see coming? Rest in peace, Bob Saget as well. Man, that Bob Saget thing is very... That's very suspicious, man. Just throwing that out there. Guy did a two-hour comedy show the night before. Goes to his hotel room dead in the morning. 65 years old, man. We're not going to know the cause of death for about 12 weeks, 8 to 12 weeks. They were uh, conducting an autopsy reports aren't going to be uh, available for the next uh, three months you know I wasn't a big fan of Full House man I, you know I watched Full House I was a big TGIF guy, Full House step by step Boy Meets World, Family Matters I mean that's my shit those are my shows but um I don't know man Just it's very very, very weird here one day gone the next it's amazing I don't know if he had uh, prior family medical history. I heard his father was uh, somebody that had uh, heart problems. Maybe it was uh, a heart thing. I don't know. I don't know. But, man, that is very sad. Him and Betty White, man, in the same year. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. Uh, Vicky, with a $5 super chat. Notice Becky on commentary and have a little Android glitch problem. Repeated, obviously, like five times. Well... Becky Lynch is one of the worst promos in all of WWE. What did you expect, Vicky? It's big-time cringe, Becky Lynch. Solo Youngin Ford, with a one ninety nine super chat, sends a super sticker. He says, wait for it. Wait for what? Wait for bed? Yeah. I can't wait. Wait for my cold beverage tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, I can't wait. Lauren Hutton with a 199 Super Chat. Super Sticker. It says vlog. What are we vlogging, Lauren? I don't vlog. This is as far as I go as far as vlogging goes. King Mo Jackson, 199. WWE currently makes me miss the Attitude Era. WWE makes me miss good professional wrestling. Never mind the fucking Attitude Era. Anthony with a $20 Canadian... That raw ending was as interesting as watching paint dry and grass grow. Absolutely atrocious television. I'd rather listen to 20 Von Wagner promos in a row than watch that hot garbage. Keep up the awesome work, J.D. Anthony, you're always coming through with the 20s, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. We have been absolutely on fire in the month of January, man. And it's not even through half the month yet crazy. Vicky with another $5 super chat. Nice to see Vicky in the chat. I play this at work when my employees don't show up for work. You play the podcast when your employees don't show up for work. I like it. I like it. Some of this material may get somebody fired if they listen to it while their boss was around. I do not recommend it. Unless you're listening, obviously, on Spotify or iTunes. Which I have a major announcement coming soon. No, I'm not. Spotify partnered. I'm not going Joe Rogan. I'm not on Sirius yet. But uh, the audio podcast will have a new home. Very excited about that. Uh, that should be finalized within the coming weeks. Thank you, Vicky. Fujins with a one ninety nine coffee order for Dari hashtag OTS for life yeah and the Starbucks baristas they got the IQ of a fucking empty soda can man I I go to the city yesterday because I'm doing some early birthday shopping for myself as you guys know on social media I've I've thrown this out um you know I'm turning 40 believe it or believe it or not man I don't feel 40 I look 40 with this uh, this fucking gray in my beard, but nobody's got the salt and pepper look going on like me, bro, so uh, cut the shit, okay? But I appreciate those that have reached into my DMs and said that I look 30. Thank you. Anyway, uh, I'm turning 40 on February 6th. I'm looking to buy myself a appropriate milestone gift. So I went shopping for a Rolex yesterday. The Rolex that I want is not available. I need to be put on a list that will take upwards towards a year for me to get a email or a phone call. So I may settle for a Panerai. I'm uh, I love Panerai men. Uh, I think they're great looking watches. is the statement piece, but I want my Rolex. So after I'm done shopping, I you know I have a couple of cold beverages. I take the train home. I stop to I stop at Starbucks to get a coffee. And I and I order myself a grande pistachio latte with half and half. So I ask breve. Yes, he asked me, do I want it hot or cold? I'm like, it's twenty fucking degrees outside. You you want me to drink a cold beverage, right? A cold coffee. Give me a fucking hot coffee. Then in typical Starbucks fashion, they ask for your name. What's your name? i got to pull my fucking mask down, right? Jerry. J-E-R-R-Y. I'm like, all right. I go to the pickup station. I pay. I get my cup. I look at the cup. It says D-A-R-R-Y. D-A-R-R-Y. So yesterday I was D-A-R-R-Y from NY. I don't know what it is with the Starbucks baristas, man. Do they do it on purpose? Does anybody here work at Starbucks? I used to work at Starbucks. For five years I worked at Starbucks. Does anybody here work at Starbucks, man? Do you people do that on purpose? It genuinely feels like they do it on purpose. I legitimately pulled my mask down and I spelled my name out for them. Unless Jerry is an unknown name. I I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. Baristas. Now I know why they're working at Starbucks. Uh, Fujin, thank you so much, brother. Bradley Robinette with a 199 Super Chat. Ross Suck, JD, just one week till my AEW experience. Bradley. AEW puts on a great live show, man. Great live show. You're going you're gonna to love it. I may be going to Revolution. I'll let you guys know soon. Uh, and Anthony Olivares with a $2 Super Chat. Hey, yo. Just wanted to say, hey, yo. Anthony, thank you with the $2 super chat, brother. Christian Shea with a 999 super chat. Says not nothing. No message. Hey, Christian, why are you being shy in the venue, bro? The venue is energetic. The venue is lively and exciting, and you're you're just walking in. Well, uh, can I Can I get a Shirley Temple? Go to the bar, demand a cold beverage. Make sure there's a triple shot in there. And liven the fuck up, Christian. Okay, liven the fuck up, Just TKO with a five dollar super chat. I don't know where we'd be if we didn't have JD on Monday nights. Where you? Where would you be? You're probab- you probably you you would probably be bored watching Wrestle Geeks or fucking Fightful. That's where you'd be. And I'd be in bed. Raw gets worse and worse every week OTS for life Thank you Mr. TK I appreciate you bro Raven with a UK $20 super chat It's funny how Mickey went to Busted Open Radio And cried after her release And the entire trash bag situation Now they're shilling how great it is to see her in the Royal Rumble I mean is there anyone fucking real in this community Raven Is that true? Is that true chat? Did she cry on live radio after her WWE release? Oh, somebody's got to send me that, bro. Please, for the love of God, somebody send me that. Raven, thank you for the $20 Super Chat. Chester G-Man with a $5 Super Chat. No more superstars and or title switching brands. I'm 100% for several title unifications and ending the brand split for good at WrestleMania. You know what, Chester, man? You got comments tonight the night so far, brother. That's absolutely what needs to happen. G with a $5 super chat. They might as well have a no contest at the Women's Royal Rumble. I mean, why? Let's more nonsense to WWE programming. That makes no sense. OTS for life. Bro, well, the Women's Royal Rumble shouldn't even be taking place this year. If that's what they presented to us so far with the 20 competitors already announced, I don't even want to see it. My rant today on Off the Script, early this afternoon, explains it all, man. Snuggle Bunny, 1956, with a $5 Super Chat and no message. Snuggle Bunny. Just like I told Christian, live in the fuck up liven the fuck up the venue does not like people who remain silent King Mo Jackson thank you for $5 though King Mo Jackson with a four ninety nine super jet if you end the brand split the creative wouldn't change yes I know at least give it a shot though not sure it'll make a big difference all divisions are still lacking and the IC belt is dead bro we cannot operate with a brand split anymore the shows are dead I can't stand seeing rematches every fucking week. Bradley Robinette with a 199 Super Chat. Did you hear Jim Ross got a black eye after a fall? Yes, I did. I seen his picture on Twitter. Jim Ross is having a bad uh, last month and a half. Thoughts and prayers to Jim Ross, man. We love Jim Ross. MGM Ballin' with a 999 Super Chat. Just won $100 betting on NBA games, so wanted to show some love. Like always, to the IWC Messiah, keep drinking the tears of all the geeks. Thank you, MGM Ballin. Ten dollars out of the one hundred, man. I appreciate you. And those tears, man. Let me tell you, man, they are delicious, hydrating as ever, man. Especially nowadays. Captain Solo at a five dollars super chat. WWE is trash. Keep up the amazing work reviewing these horrible shows. I just can't watch them myself. I'd much rather watch Impact Wrestling. Ooh. Nice little burn there, bro. Impact sucks. How many people did they have at their studio this week? 12? Mr. Kennedy with a 499 Super Chat. Might be nothing, but they haven't put Brock's WWE title plates on the belt. Small attention to detail. They do that with everybody, man. They do that with everybody. Takes a little bit. Plus, Brock wasn't really planned to win the WWE title, so that may take uh, a little bit of time. Hibiscus with a four ninety nine super chat. Only watch Raw with my dad. Almost called it quits in the Rhea Ripley segment. I don't blame you or your father, bro. I don't blame either one of you. The women's division is fucking god awful. God awful. Team Money with a 999 Super Chat. Appreciate all that you do, JD. Keep up the good work. Raw was so boring that I actually went back and watched some old pay-per-views. I'm currently on 2008. Any thoughts on the year overall? Yeah, a lot better than 2021. Christian Shea obviously didn't learn his lesson with a 499 Super Chat. Christian bro. What do I have to do to liven you up? No message. Logan J83 with a $5 Canadian. JD, did you see that Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne wrestled on main event tonight? Yes, I did. Was it main event or was it a dark match? Why do we need dark matches with Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne? I don't I don't understand. Does nobody know how they work? Just put them on the fucking show. Hey, Christian Shay with a 999 Super chat. He finally has a fucking message. Who is going to beat Roman Reigns? Nobody. I don't know what you want me to say as far as an answer to that question. Nobody. Walter. Hollywood guy with a $5 super chat. Who do you feel will make the most noise in the men's and women's Royal Rumble? Anyone you feel should go 1 and 30. Bro, you're asking me to, to say who's going to make the most noise in a women's Royal Rumble when the participants are Nikki and Brie Bella, Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool and Lita who's gonna make the most noise I don't know somebody like Tony Storm oh yeah yeah yeah. she fired though that's right how about a Tegan Knox? oh she's fired as well how about an Ember Moon how about an Ember Moon oh that's right she's fucking also fired and on her way to AEW Who's gonna make the most noise? I would have Bailey come back and I would have Bailey dominate. That's who I would have come back and dominate. Men. I don't know, man. It's tough to tell. It really is. This may be two of the worst rumbles of all time. Captain Solo with a two-dollar super chat. Where does Killer Cross and Scarlett end up? I don't know, man. It's very, you know, they are the two people that I find most difficult to predict a landing spot. I want to say AEW, but, you know, AEW, I feel like there's so many other talents that I want to see come in. And now with Samoa Joe, a free agent, because he got fired, Cross and Scarlett kind of moved down a little bit, too, because I would much rather have Samoa Joe than I would have Killer Cross. Mr. Collector. With a 199 Super Chat. What's up, JD? I'm in the venue. Where's Mr. Nine to Five been? Mr. Nine to Five is enjoying semi-retirement in the Florida Keys. He's on a private island somewhere, soaking in the sun, having a, having a mojito. He sent me a picture the other day of a sunset over the Atlantic Ocean. I wish I was there. Christian Shay, with a 1999 Super Chat. Listen, Christian Shay's opening his mouth. Christian, I appreciate you, bro. I like this banter back and forth, Christian. I love Family Matters and Boy Meets World. You're a smart fucking guy. I think Family Matters was fucking great. And Boy Meets World is one of the best shows of all time. Fujin's Henry. Rough day. JD made my night with a 1999 super chat. Thank you, Fujins. Love having you in the venue, brother. You know what, Fujins? Your are round is on me. Your next round's on me, bro. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Oz and Glorious with a five dollar super chat. Jinder Maho! great stream as usual I Had to laugh all weekend seeing pods and videos popping up everywhere about the death of triple h's nxt you were right i know i was i've been right for uh, the last three years but you know what like doc says like dr disrespect says it's out of my hands man it's out of my hands it's out of triple h's hands Jedi Joker with a $5 Super Jedi. I recently got through all of the Marvel movies, and just out of curiosity, are the VIP mic colors inspired by the Infinity Stones? Just wondering. You know, uh, Jedi, I have not watched any of the Marvel movies. Somebody may absolutely uh, kill me for that. But I'm not a big Marvel guy. I'm not a big Marvel guy. I'm not. Batman, it's Spider Man, man, that's it. I don't care. But, uh, you know, now that I think about it, it might have been a happy accident. No, they were not inspired by uh, the Infinity Stones. They were not. Christian Shea with a $50 Super Chat. You know what, Christian? I apologize for all of the prior comments. AEW is so much better than WWE. Christian. Cheers to you, brother. Diablo Stackola with a $5 super chat. JD, I would rather get cut down by CM Punk and MJF, get beat up by Thunder Rosa, and get knocked down by Malachi Black than watch Monday Night Raw. You know what, Diablo? I'm right there with you, bro. I'm right there with you. SI Knife with a Canadian $10 Super J. You know, it's good to see new people in the venue, man. I I feel like we have a new audience tonight, man. I'm loving this. Big fan of the venue, JD. OTS for life. You know what, SI? Cheers to you, brother. I love the venue too, man. That's why we have it. Oh, buddy, don't give me this shit, bro. You can bitch and moan to me when I see you at the meet and greet in Atlantic City, all right? Hello, no, Ace Productions. 199 Super Chat. J.D., can I get a... woo For the uh, Titan. I don't know if that's going to be his name. That Braun Strowman's new name, the Titan. Oh God. Finn Abs with a four ninety nine super chat. Didn't watch the show. Thanks for the review. Happy birthday to the OTS venue. Best bartender, Demon Diva. Yes, it is now officially Issa's birthday. Everybody, I don't know. I don't know if Issa's is still in the chat. I thought I seen her. I know she texted me. She sent me a picture of uh, her watching the uh, live stream with Roman. Not that Roman, but the furry version of Roman. Everybody in the chat, give uh, Issa some birthday cake emojis for her birthday, man. I mean, next time, next time we go out, I'm gonna have to, you know, drinks, <laughs> drinks are on me, right? R- rounds are on me. Um. Whoa, we got Abdullah with a American Emirates seven hundred and fifty dollars super chat, which I believe is equal to two hundred and four dollars in American currency. Abdullah, no message, bro. What happened, Abdullah? Cheers to you, brother. Chesterman. $5 super chat. I am all for Walter's push. So am I. I'm absolutely all for Walter. I think Walter would be great at WrestleMania, dude. I, I really, I really do mean that. Walter winning the Royal Rumble. Otis with a two dollar super chat. I am not a tree trunk, Vince and Bruce. Yeah, just make everything terribly uncool. Eddie Cena becomes a new member in the venue. Eddie, what are you drinking, bro? What are you drinking, man? Rounds are on me. Lauren Hunt with a two dollar super chat. Ignore the haters. We appreciate you. Keep it up. Thank you, Lauren. Sage Blackwolf. With a $4.99 Super Chat. WWE, same old thing. As always, man, you know it. You know it. Randy B with a $5 Super Chat. What's up, JD? Been a subscriber to your channel for three years now. Just wanted to say you are the man. Keep up the good work. WWE sucks. OTS for life. I appreciate you, Randy. Three years is a long time, man. Three years is a long enough time to... uh, See the channel mold into what it is today, man, from the old days. So hopefully you're enjoying the uh, OTS journey, bro. And Jerry with a 199 super shot. WWE in 2008 was way better than 2021, bro. Anything is better than 2000 and fucking 21. Seriously. I want to forget 2021. And WWE is already making me want to forget this year. And we're only fucking 10 days in. I appreciate you guys very much, man. We had upwards to us 2,400 people in the venue tonight. I appreciate y'all. Listen, we're about to get out of here, man. We are about to get out of here. The Mustang is revving up. I'm hitting the highway, man. I'm hitting the fucking highway, bro. Listen, guys, we uh, we won't be live tomorrow night for NXT. Uh, not much is going on anyway. It is uh, AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller on NXT television. Exotic Gaming with a 99-cent super jab. Bro, give it to Issa in the in the, uh, in the venue. Let's put it in the tip jar. Ty Sloan. Well, the 499 Super Chat. Thoughts on Bob Saget's passing? I already talked about it, bro. Also, thoughts on popular franchises getting into Fortnite. I don't play Fortnite. Do I look like I'm a six-year-old geek, Ty Sloan? Thank you for the 499, Ty. Um, listen, man, thank you for the 1,200 likes as well. That's crazy. Thank you, guys. Keep in that thumbs up, man. That thumbs up helps out the video. Um, I won't be live for NXT. I'll be back Wednesday for AEW Dynamite with Jesse. Follow me on Twitter, man. At JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Go check out Manscaped. You got to check out Manscaped, man. The more you support the sponsors, the more they want to be here. Manscaped.com. Use code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. All the videos that you might have missed on the channel, everything you need is there. Tons of it. And go get your merchandise, man. Bonfire.com is the exclusive home of Off The Script. Guys, I'll see you on Wednesday, but before I get out of here, I need two things from you. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. Issa, you are the best. I'll see you soon. I need I need those guitar emojis in the chat. And number two, I need that music on Max. I'll see you guys on Wednesday, man. Thank you for a great Monday night. I'll see you on Dynamite with Jesse right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.